What's up, everybody, and welcome back to a second episode this week of Off The Mats Podcast. On this part, I welcome back Julia Blackburn as she shares some of the details about her experience as she visited several different gyms over the last few weeks. We also had a brief visit from my daughter as she interrupted a little bit, but it's all fun and games, no harm done. And then later on, Julia and I had some discussions about Jen and Moonshine, so Go ahead, get yourself settled in, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to the show. Okay, it looks like we are live. Hello, Julia. How are you? And welcome back. Thank you. I'm very good. How are you doing? Doing okay. Just, you know, just, I'm here. So I'm okay. <laughs> um, congratulations to you uh, on the Bluebell promotion as well. That's, thank you. It was good news to, to you know, hear and see. And it, it was almost kind of like when, you know, so you got promoted, it was like, well, duh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't expect that to take much longer than, you know, a couple more weeks. So, yeah. It's funny that you say that because I actually, right before I got promoted, I was at home in Virginia and had visited um, Diego Bispo's school in Virginia Beach and as a white belt. And I was rolling there and with him and he said, oh, I'm going to text Diego, my professor, Diego Sariva, and tell him that you have to be promoted. And I said, oh, my gosh, do not do that. Please don't do that. And then, like, the next week was promotions anyway, and I got promoted. And, and then um, Diego at Virginia Beach said, oh, my gosh, see, I knew. I told you. <laughs> well, it seemed like just from what I've, from what I've seen with you training and everything, you're, you're good. And <laughs> so it's just one of those things. It was like, oh, she's not going to be a white belt much longer. It's even just talking with you and just – you know, just seeing where your mind is and, you know, where your thought process was, you know, at, with jujitsu at the time, it was just like, Oh, this, this is someone that's, you're, you're going to climb through the ranks. Just, you know, you take it serious. And, and that's not to say other people don't, but there's just this, there's this drive that's there that it just seems like when you're, when you're on, you're on and nothing's going to stop you. And, you know, good for you. That's phenomenal. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I think, that, yeah, I will not be so humble and I'll say, yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, you know what? Being humble, you know, it, it's cool and all, but screw all that. Just look, when you're good, you're good. And, and you know, you deserve the praise. You earn that praise. Sorry, yeah. I had to take that little shield off of the microphone. It, it kept falling and hit me in the face. So. Um, but you know, I'll ask the same question that has, was asked to me as blue belt and what I asked to other blue belts. So how does it feel, you know, just that move up from white belt to blue belt? How's it feel? How, how has it been for you? Uh, it's been good about as I expected it to be. Uh, it's definitely at first, I was you know, super excited and happy to have it. And then I realized, I turned around to everybody at my gym, like, oh, now it's really the game time. You know, like all the 
white belts are like, oh, let's see. Let's see if we can tap the blue belt now. Not happened yet, luckily. They, they try. Um, they try, yes. And then all of the blue belts and higher say, oh, boy, now we can really have some fun. And so yep. for a minute, I was like, wow, do I really deserve this? Like, was I really ready for it? But after a couple of weeks, I said, okay, yeah, I am. And then the first competition, I said, oh, this is this is different, um, but I'm still enjoying it. Well, that's good. It's a weird transition. A lot of a lot of us, when we get bumped up to blue belt, at least from my experience, and even when I got promoted. I've been training for a long time at that point. And when I got promoted, I felt weird. I was like, I don't know if I deserve this. I don't know if I'm ready for this right now. And, you know, once we got out there, we did King of the Hill that that night and it felt right. I felt like, okay, everyone that was coming at me, the white belts over there, the blue belts over there, the phase belts over there, it felt right. And I was like, okay, maybe, you know, maybe, maybe I did earn this. Maybe I do deserve it. But there's still that weird feeling where you're like, am I ready? Mm-hmm. So, but you're ready. I, I know you're ready. Thank you. So, so yeah. w- with competing at Blue, how's mm-hmm. that been different for you? How's that been just versus White Belt? Uh, well, I'm not winning as much <laughs> to just get right into it. But that's, of course, you expected. Um, sure. So I had my first tournament at Blue Belt. Gosh, I can't remember when that was, but it was Tap Cancer Out. And that was a good experience um, just because it's a smaller one, you know, for a first tournament. And that was good. Um, I got silver there. And I have already found my nemesis at Blue Belt, which is great. Not, I, I'm joking completely, but I've, I've competed against her twice now and lost twice. And I'm like, okay, here's the goal. Just beat her once. <laughs> hey, you gotta have you gotta have something to strive towards, and you know that's your start off. There you go. So mm-hmm. good. Yes, and then I did Atlanta Open, and uh, that was very different for me because of multiple factors. First, it, I mean I'd done Atlanta Open before, and it was really I like it, but this was the first time I was able to do uh, Nogi and Absolute. So of course I oh, did yeah. that. And the hardest part for me, actually, my cardio and everything was great. There was no problem there. But I got the biggest migraine because mm. I'm, I get light sensitive and um, noise sensitive migraines. And this was the first time I'd been in a tournament like all day long. I got there, I think, at, like eight o'clock and I was there until probably close to five o'clock because I was doing all of the matches and First, I didn't bring my headphones, and that was not good for me. And then it was just so bright and so loud all day. I had to, like, go out to the hallway for a while and just close my eyes and try to find quiet space. Luckily, two of my teammates um, brought me headphones, and I swapped off with that. They were able to save the day with that, um, and I was able to push through even with the migraine. But I've since invested in these wonderful Airmax Pros that are amazing at noise canceling, and I will not have that problem next time. <laughs> well, good. I noticed yeah, when the camera came on, I saw you had headphones on. I was like, oh, look at her. Got the headphones mm-hmm. on and everything. She's she's in it. Yes. Um, so that, that's, that's good, though. You know, your team was there for you and, you know, came through. And 
yeah, I forgot that, you know, IBJJF, you don't do no gi as white belt and, you know, the absolutes mm-hmm. and things like that. So, yeah, it, it didn't even occur to me when you said, you know, it was the first time you were able to do no gi mm-hmm. uh, for the Atlantic, uh, Atlanta Open, not Atlantic, Atlanta <laughs> Open. But yeah. Good. It was surprising it, to me. I actually did better. So in my there was nobody in my uh, no-gi weight class, so I just went on to absolute. And I did better in absolute no-gi than I did in absolute gi, which was surprising to me because I trained more gi, but I ended up in third place in absolute no-gi. Well, that's good. Congrats on that, you know, especially with that surprise there for you. Mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, when you look at gi versus no gi, you know, there's the obvious grips and controls with gi. But, I mean, at the end of the day, it's grappling. And mm-hmm. you're a good grappler. I'm, I'm not surprised, you know, you did well in no gi uh, for the absolute. Because, again, you're good. It's <laughs> It's just one of those things, like I always say, well, I've been saying recently, you know, I don't think jujitsu is for everybody, but I think everyone should give it a try. And then, you know, you'll find out because I don't know you like personally, but like if I were to see you just sauntering about, I would not assume like, oh, she would be good at jujitsu. So, mm-hmm. you know, and here you are killing it. So, and that's not to say like, I look at you like, oh, look at this girl. She she looks t- like she'd be terrible at jujitsu. It just, it wouldn't occur to me to think like, you know, like when I see dudes in a bar, like I size them up like, oh, that dude would probably throttle me or, mm-hmm. you know, that guy's not going to be a problem. You know, you know, like if I'm like passion on the street, I see like, oh, like, you know, she probably, play, you know, plays softball or something, you know, or, mm-hmm. you know, field hockey. <laughs> so you get out there and <laughs> start. <laughs> you get out there and start strangling people and it's like, oh, okay, maybe maybe she doesn't play softball. Like maybe she does jujitsu mm-hmm. or even judo. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, I should try that. I'm terrible at takedowns. I think that's been kind of the theme. Um just talking to Paige and then even myself. I think takedowns are the theme uh, of the season. So mm-hmm. I think we all need yeah. to work on it. And I guess that was going to be my next question is, you know, going up to blue belt, you know, do you have any kind of focus right now as to, you know, further shaping your game? Uh, yes, definitely. Um, I have a very strong bottom gameplay. That's where I'm happy in close guard and on the ground and blue belt and competitions that can't be your game. Not all of it at least. So definitely working more on my top game, getting the takedowns and just working points instead of submissions only. Um, it was really difficult. And so two of my matches, well, I won one of them, but the other one I lost by advantage points because I was going for submissions and the one that I just kept working at a submission, but everybody's that I needed to, you know, bid up and go for points. So I tried that and failed miserably, but it's okay. And then the uh, one that I did end up winning, I only won, I think, by advantage. But this girl, man, she has some great stamina because I had her in a triangle two minutes, just held that triangle, and I could not submit her at all. I was like, what? I'm like, how are you still 
up. I don't understand. <laughs> but at sounds, least I won the match. Sounds like that's my female counterpart there. Every time I get stuck in a triangle, people are like, yeah. why are you not tapping? I was like, I, don't, I have a weird, you know, a, a stubby, like thick neck. So I'm always like mm-hmm. inviting people to triangle me because it's like, come on, you can't do it. I, you can't do it. I've told people if they can triangle me, I'll, I'll buy them dinner. And it, I'm still waiting. Well, no, one of my teammates did triangle me, but he didn't hear about that stipulation. So, and he, I don't think he listens to the podcast, so he'll never know. And we'll, okay. we'll just act like it never happened. Like Conor McGregor says, you know, only thing that counts are knockouts. Submissions don't count. <laughs> so his triangles don't count. Man, but I actually- I didn't watch the fight last night because I don't have very good internet or anything here. I saw that playback. Oh my mm. gosh! Yeah. How, how did he? I don't understand. Yeah, it it's funny because when we were watching it, you know, we, we saw him getting just handled on the ground. He kept going for the uh, guillotine, and it wasn't. You know, he you know he just really was just kind of distracting with it. Then he gets back up. He went to throw a punch and he fell. And we're all looking like, what happened there? Like he just dropped. You know, we're all like, okay, something happened. He fell down. Okay. Round ended. And then they showed the replay and it just, the more they slowed it down for the replay, the worse it looked. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't ever want to see anyone hurt in the cage on the mats or anything, you know, we're all people. Mm-hmm. We all have jobs. Well, they're professionals. That is a job, but still, you know, we have families, things like that. It's, it, it sucks, but his fan base, those guys can all piss off. Cause they like those, like, I don't want Connor to be hurt, but I want his fans to cry because it's like the blind <laughs> nut huggers. It's like, I posted something, his little quote from ESPN the other day talking about how the only thing that counts are knockouts and someone commented, yeah, but he didn't say that. So I went back and played back the audio just to make sure that what I posted Mm -hmm. as the exact quote was the exact audio he said. And then I went and posted the audio (laughs) and tagged the person who came at me about it to make sure like, hey, no, he did it because I replied was like, he goes, well, he didn't say that. I was like, sure he did. He was like, no, he actually didn't. I was like, really? So, you know, mm-hmm. everything that Connor says? Okay, well, that's weird. Like, okay. Well, here, let me play that video for you. And I, I'm not normally petty, but I don't like when people just jump on my comments and start trying to, you know, act like they, you know, whenever I post any videos of anyone and People come in and say, well, that's wrong or they're doing this like backwards. So I was like, look, it may not it, like it's working. And, we you know, we all do things a little different. But at the end of the day, don't come on here and trash somebody because they don't do it how you do it. And one of my friends, he posted or I posted one of his videos and somebody commented and just said a lot of horrible things. And I told him, I was like, look, dude, you're more than welcome to record it the right way then the way that you see is right and i'll repost it like why are you angry there's so many angry people on the internet like they really need hugs like geez i wonder why hugs some of them 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like right from behind with my arm under the chin until they mm-hmm. go sleep, sleep. But yeah, whatever. That's neither here nor there. I, like, sorry, I went on that little emotional rant. Just like after everybody okay. left, I was here by myself and I didn't get to like pour my heart out about about that. So you had you had to get it. <laughs> so with you know moving forward with training, I know you know we mentioned takedowns and just the need to kind of work on that. It's you know have you been looking into maybe working with a you know a wrestling coach or a judo even to just kind of firm up you know your takedown game i've thought about it and i should um that i'm currently in virginia so i'm not at my home school but the school i'm training at now has a judo class and i need to just go and do it i'm scared and also using it as an excuse my right knee i finally went to the doctor for it and it was second degree mcl tear so Mm. i do want to be careful with it and i know like judo and just throws and tosses in general there's a lot of twisting and mishaps can happen and i don't want to hurt it anymore that's my excuse um but i'll definitely try it one day excuse yeah and i'll do just like some i try to start one round at least standing and just work work from there. Yeah. That's good. I mean, like I said, it's a it's a fair reason to not jump in immediately. But at least you have the ideal though. Like, look, this is, you know, kind of something to move towards and and you know, help further grow um your skill. So mm-hmm. I think at Blue Belt, that is one of those things where you know, just the things you're saying, some of those things are what I realized you know, like playing bottom, you know, guard and you realize like, ah, I guess I can't always be here because this next level, they've got something for this. So mm-hmm. it's interesting to hear that, that perspective as well from someone else. So with you traveling right now is, mm-hmm. so is it more like, you know, you're just kind of traveling around seeing schools or were you just like one day just kind of bored and was like, you know what, I think I'm just going to, Hopping this Winnebago and go for some drives. Let me tell, let me get you back to the start of this story. Okay. All right. <laughs> so I, when we last talked, I had a different job and this was a very high stress job. So much to the point where I basically cracked. I said, I can't do this job anymore. Jiu-jitsu helped me prevent the crack earlier and helped me work through it. But one day I was just like, you know what? I don't want to do this anymore. So I literally <laughs> packed my dog and my cat in a laundry basket full of clothes and drove home to Virginia. Mind you, I was in Georgia and I just yep. drove home to Virginia. And I was like, I had a conversation with my parents and my parents have always been like the most supportive people. And they're always saying, if you're not happy just stop doing it and come home it's okay and conveniently and also kind of pushed the motivation to quit my job um the house i was leasing was going to end the owner is selling it so i had to move anyway so i drove home quit my job and then said okay what now jujitsu road trip i said that's the perfect thing to do 
Absolutely. So I planned the road trip, went back to Georgia, packed my house, put everything in storage, and then uh, came back home. It's a lot of back and forth. I've probably put 2,000 miles on my car now in the past like two months um and then started my road trip and that was 10 days long and now my job I got a new job absolutely love it it's virtual so it is really feeding my jujitsu habit because it's paying for it and it's virtual meaning I can just go to whatever competition or place I want to be training at and do that in the evenings, do it on the weekends, and take my job with me. So it all worked out really well. Yeah, that's that's how I got here. There's <laughs> a lot in the middle. Well, look at the universe coming together and doing what it needs to do. That's awesome. That's yeah. um and you age-wise, you're in your early I'm, early twenties? I am twenty-five. Mid twenties, okay. See, yeah. I wasn't trying to put you on blast. Like I don't like I don't like putting ages out there. I like to just like so. Let me just get a number. Like like yeah. you're not a number. Like let me get an idea. So, but it's good it's, that at twenty five, that's something you realize though. Versus, mm-hmm. I mean, dude, I'm in my forties. I'm like, dude, I don't really like any of this. And now I'm at a point where I could do that, but there are a lot of you know, there's a lot riding on that, you know, for mm-hmm. me, but it's always good that, you know, at that earlier age, when you see, Hey, this isn't something that's making me happy. Mm-hmm. Let me move to what is going to make me happy. And I think that's something that people just either, you know, don't have the support for. So, you know, kudos to your parents for, you know, definitely backing you on that. And, just being great, you know, because, mm-hmm. you know, we have a lot of, you know, you know, scenarios where people are just like, oh, you don't like that? Well, suck it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, keep doing it. And, and, you know, like I have friends that that's their mentality. It's like, well, you know, you don't like your job. Well, that sucks. You know, like, keep being mm-hmm. miserable and, you know, get out there and, you know, pay your bills. And it's like, well, I could do that. And then one day go crazy. Mm-hmm. Or how about this? Let me go find what I like. And then not only what you like, but then it feeds, you know, another, uh, you know, thing that you love as well, which is jujitsu. So mm-hmm. happy exactly. to hear that. Happy yeah. To hear that. Thank you. I, it's been a wild ride, but I really yeah, I had a wonderful support system. And I just said, you know, I need to prioritize my mental health and my happiness. I'm too young to get into a hole of not liking my job, you know, doing the nine to five grind. So Mm -hmm. it's, I value myself and I know that I can find something better. And I did. And actually really the job that I got is not just a great, like, cause it's virtual. It's the type of work that I wanted to do when I went to school so it's, it's fantastic. Good. That's I'm really happy to hear that. Just when it all comes together like that, it's just that's that's when you know the universe was doing its thing. So mm-hmm. happy to hear that. Yep. So with your jujitsu road trip, mm-hmm. what kind of experiences have you? What's been the best experience so far? Um. 
Well, it was all is really fun. Um, I think the almost the best experience was the end when it was over and I was actually at Atlanta Open. So the trip I started um, on the June June second, not because I didn't want to go over Memorial Day. So I started June second and I ended the trip so I would be in Atlanta in time for Atlanta Open. And most, I'd say, of almost all the gyms I visited, at least one person from that gym was at Atlanta Open. So it was really fun to end it at Atlanta Open and see everybody again and get to cheer for them and all these new friends that I had made. So that, I think that was the funnest part. I mean, it was definitely fun along the way, but having it all wrap up at the end very nicely was the best part. Good. That's good. You know, it sounds like good. Uh, well, also with the IBJ, IBJJF tournaments, for the most part, you know, within, you know, areas, all the same people tend to, for the most part, kind of, you know, maneuver in that way. Actually, don't know. I haven't heard anything about DC Open this year yeah. uh, for IBJJ, IBJJF. I don't know why I can't say that right now, but... But oh, here, would you like to say hello? Sorry, my daughter is trying to get in the camera to say hello. Hello. Hi. 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 Hello, how are you? Good. Good. You're having fun today? Yeah. Very good. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. I'm not going to edit that out at all. No, don't. Adorable. <laughs> so with with your road trip, um, mm -hmm. what's, you know, some of the stops that you've uh, hit along the way? Okay, yes. I will I'll walk you through it. Um, first in Virginia, I started, since I'm, I'm here in Virginia, I'm still looking to buy a house in Georgia and get back there to my main team eventually um but for the meantime i'm training at 804 jiu-jitsu in virginia and that's a great group i really like them and then for the road trip though i started i started virginia and then i went down north carolina south carolina and georgia so i started in raleigh and my first stop was g13 that was a really fun school. That was our first day, actually, we started doing takedowns. I'm like, oh, man, this is going to be a long week if we're doing takedowns. And I looked like a fool. I felt like I looked like a fool because I walk in there. I'm a blue belt. And I, he's like, okay, we're going to do these simple takedowns. And I'm like, I don't know these. <laughs> but he paired me up with a really uh, wonderful brown belt woman. And she was really nice. And I really enjoyed my stop in there something that they did uh at that school which i thought was very good was you uh we did probably two or three moves of the day and you would do them drill them with one partner and then switch to drill with a different partner and mm -hmm. i hadn't done that before and i realized that's actually a really great tool because as i'm sure you realize some you know sweeps and chokes and things they just don't work on some people and their body types mm -hmm. so switching the drilling I found really helpful and I really liked that cool. that was really good and then the see I'm, I'm looking at my chart I had to write it all down <laughs> it's, it's all right 
then I went uh, that evening to Shellshock, also in Raleigh. Well, maybe it was in Cary, the Raleigh area. And Shellshock was really fun. They did, I went to their no-gi class, and that was a blast. I think I was there, oh my gosh, that class was probably two and a half hours. And mind you, I had already done the 12 o'clock class at G13, and I was, like, completely dead at the end of the day, but it was, like, the best feeling. Um, I think Shellshock was one of my favorite gyms that I visited along the way. And just because they had, they were very welcoming. Everybody was welcoming all the gyms for, but this one especially so. And they had a really good women's team there too. And that was really good. And they did takedowns as well. Um, (laughs) So my body at the end of the day was just like, I would like to melt into the ground. And then I got up the next day and did it again. So there's a question I have and I, this came up a couple episodes back with someone else. When it comes to training, do you have a preferred time? Like, are you a morning? Like, do you like training in the morning, afternoon, or evening? Um, hmm. I would say probably the evening because <laughs> if I go to I, – I don't know if – I did go to a morning class. I don't like it. My brain and body are not awake and they cannot communicate with each other. Not good. And (laughs) afternoon classes are good. I have a good amount of energy, but then afterwards I'm just like, I'll be lazy the rest of the day. I don't feel like doing anything else. So definitely the evening classes for me. Um, I wish that they would be a little bit earlier because I try to eat dinner after so it keeps me up a little bit later, but yeah. definitely evening. Okay. It was just thinking about that with the previous guests, we were talking about times of day with training. Mm-hmm. I typically train in the evening. I do have Wednesdays off, so I get to train midday, and I enjoy that midday training. But training in the evening, what happens for me? Well, I, I train at 7 o'clock, so it's not too, too late, mm-hmm. but... I feel like by the time I get home, I get my daughter settled in because uh, my wife works nights. So as soon as I get in, mm-hmm. she's got to go. And, you know, it's bedtime for, for my daughter. I still got to shower. I still got to eat dinner. So I let her stay up a couple minutes later. Mm-hmm. But, you know, doing that, that evening class, as far as actually training, just coming off a of work day, I feel a little, little drained. Mm-hmm. but I'm also kind of working through some things. So I have this like, okay, you know, I had a tenant come in, cuss me out. So I got to, you know, I've got some aggressions to handle right now. And whoever mm-hmm. I'm working with today, I'm so sorry, but this lady was talking about my grandma and I, I couldn't choke her. So I got to choke you, Wayne. I'm sorry, man. I love you. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, that, that that is kind of a good thing for me training with the evening is just, you know, going through the day and just having that built up, you know, wariness. But then mm-hmm. the downside to me training in the evening is I get home and those Tuesday and Tuesday and Thursday nights are kind of rough for me, just trying to get to sleep because anything will set my sleep pattern off and you know, hello three thirty AM. Sitting on TikTok, watching true crime videos, trying to figure out why I'm so scared. 
so yeah. as far as the road trip experience thus mm-hmm. far, have, you know, have you run into anything that you weren't too crazy about without, you know, throwing any school names mm-hmm. out there or anything, just, <laughs> you know, any experiences where you're like, Mm-mm, don't like that. Um, no, it, well, my road trip is over for now. I'm just still in Virginia, but, uh, no, there wasn't any bad experiences. I'd say there's only yeah. two things that I didn't really like very much. Um, one charged a, a, a lot of money for the mat fee. Most of the places I went, um, were free actually, which was really nice. But of course I don't mind paying, you know, $10, $20. One was a lot more than that. Um, but I had already, you know, committed. I was there. What's I going to do? Walk away. Um, and then the other one, I think it happened more than once. Um, the professor didn't pair me with anyone and there wasn't, um, another woman there, which is okay, but like there was kind of bigger guys and I don't know these people from Adam and the professor didn't, you know, pair me up with them. So I don't know who I would be safe to train with, you know, because I feel for the most part, everybody is safe training, but I know time to time you can go somewhere and there's going to be just, you know, that wild hair in every gym. And mm-hmm. when you when it's your gym, you know who the wild hairs are. And if you don't want to roll with them, you know that. But when you're a visitor, you don't know who the wild hairs are. Um, I wasn't hurt or any, nothing bad happened. But I'd prefer when visiting to be paired up with somebody because I don't know anybody. You know? Sure. Uh, yeah, I definitely understand that. I feel like I'm a glutton for punishment because at my gym, I know who the wild you know, while, you know, grapplers are, and I'm like, Ooh, bring them to me. It's like, just, I don't know what it is in me. I'm just like, yeah. Cause I'm a fairly safe grappler. You know, I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I do old man jujitsu. I move slow. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to, you know, get my body moving and get my, you know, blood pumping. I'm not trying to do anything crazy. I'm going to see me do a cartwheel guard pass or anything anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, but every so often I'm like, Ooh, who's the lunatic? bring that guy to me. I think part of that for me though, is I know that they're going to, there's this one young man, everyone roll with him. They're just like, he's, I mean, he was, he was been training. Maybe I want to say five months, you know, white belt, very spazzy. I was like, Ooh, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. And he, I, I got Mount and just, you could just see him flailing and he, he, after that, he calmed down. Well, not immediately. You know, he, he was still a little spazzy. Then I think mm-hmm. he got stuck in that position with a couple other people. And I think he realized, all right, I need to, you know, maybe cool it out. Like, I'm not, it, you know, we're not at the Coliseum. We're just behind the bowling alley. You mm-hmm. know, it's like, let me chill out. But, you know, I don't know if anyone ever pulled him to the side and was like, dude, chill. I did. I never got an opportunity to really talk with them. But, yeah. yeah, when when you're traveling, though, that is an important thing just to be, you know, not, you know, so much on you, but more so with the gym, just, you know, you have a visitor, pair them up with someone that, you know, will, you know, be a good representation of the gym, number one. But number two, also, you know, take care of them, make sure, you know, you don't try anything crazy like, you know, if they're working on 
you know, omoplatas that day. You don't want to pair you up with somebody that's going to be like, okay, I like to do my omoplatas this way and then rip your shoulder out. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. hmm, getting fancy. <laughs> and like, now my arm's dangling. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. but I'm glad that, you know, all the experiences, you know, you, you didn't encounter anything that was, you know, unfortunate. So that's definitely good. That I couldn't imagine it, you know, for the most part, it seems like most gyms are, you know, very respectful. You know, they're not like Cobra Kai, mm-hmm. you know, you know there, there are a lot of good grapplers out there. I think every so often you run into the occasional individual, but maybe not a full gym. Yeah. Then again, I do. There is a gym nearby that there is a bunch of Cobra Kai type people there. <laughs> I've yeah. worked them. I feel like half of it wasn't really luck. It was more just my research and asking what gyms I should go to. Mm-hmm. Um, so I asked the people at my home gym first. And then I, there was also a Facebook group for women uh, jujitsu practitioners. Mm-hmm. And I asked them, um, what gyms they recommended to and what gyms they trained at also. So that helped make up my list. And then along the way, I actually added two gyms um, onto my list that I went and visited just off of recommendations of the other gyms that I had visited. So for that, I feel like that made like really good group of gyms that I was able to visit and they were all really nice. And they all thought it was like super cool that I was on this jujitsu journey. (laughs) Like, It's just fun. Well, that's, that's, that is actually really cool. I actually had an ideal a while back to do that, but like, I'm, I'm super introverted, number one and awkward. So mm-hmm. like, I kind of was like, you know, maybe I'm not going to go on a road and do this, this ideal that I have just because mm-hmm. I just, I, one day I got to get over being awkward and just like go out there and just like, Hey man, you want to be my friend? Well, see, yeah. you do this, so I think you're not as introverted as you think. So I, I think I'm introverted as well, and that was a bit of a concern for me of being, like, as an introvert, that's, like, the scariest thing, right? Just, like, knowing mm-hmm. that you have to go to all these places, not knowing anyone from Adam, and just be like, hi, I'm here. I'd like to train and make friends. Um, but I I did it, and I survived, and it was, it was a really good experience. I think what yeah. helped me is that I did it by myself and that allowed me to be yeah I'd go and I'd train for two to three hours of the day but the rest of the time I just had to myself I could go explore the town I was in or just relax and I think that really helped balance it out for me recharge the introvert energy well that's I mean again a big part is like you said going out there by yourself that you know, that's a huge thing because it's almost kind of like, you know, just jump in the water and, and swim. You, mm-hmm. you don't have a crutch. You know, when I go places with friends, when I go places with friends, it, it's a little different because I feel like, okay, I have this shield. I have this buddy system where if I don't want to have to do something, someone else is going to pick up that slack. But when you go by yourself, it's kind of like, I just got to go. I just got to do, and I just got to, you know, be. So, mm-hmm. you know, that goes a long way in just, you know, your character. It's like for me being introverted, I'm like the, I think most people are like introverted, but, you know, have a touch of extrovert in them mm-hmm. where 
and I think a big part of this is my age. I'm just because I'm tired, man. <laughs> it's like I'm introverted when it's time for a nap. But mm-hmm. when it's time to party, like I went out um, last week and I, I don't ever go out. And I went out to the bar and it was fun. I was like, dude, like that was a lot of fun. And I said mm-hmm. to my buddy after, I was like, that was fun, but I won't do it again. Yeah, but I did like, enjoy like three months, right? <laughs> yeah. So right before COVID hits, that January, uh, when Connor fought Cowboy Cerrone, mm-hmm. we went up to the Maryland Live Casino and they had this, you know, little room where they put the fights on and you pay X amount, you get all you can eat wings or all you can drink or you can pay more and get both. And I was like, well, I'm a glutton, but I'm not like a double glutton. I'm going to get all these wings, though. Mm-hmm. And they were so good. Uh, but, you know, that experience was really fun. And I told my buddy afterward, dude, that was actually really fun. The thing that I, I don't like watching fights out in public just because you get like those bros that, you know, they're, they're just there to see Connor and they're just cheering. Or if a fight goes to the ground, it's like, stand them up. You know, it's like, no, like they're working. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, people boo, you know, the grappling game, stuff like that. On that card, there was actually a lot of good jujitsu. And I was the only one jumping up, screaming and clapping. When Roxanne uh, Moldaferi went against Macy Barber, she did a like a basic flower sweep. And I just jumped. I was like, holy shit. Like, <laughs> that just happened. And my one friend, her ex-boyfriend, he trains. And, she, you know, she was familiar with it all, like, she was kind of in the know and like, you know, cheering for it too. But everyone else at our table was just looking at us like, what the fuck? Like, this, this, they this just rolled is, over. What's the yeah, point? They're like, they just rolled over. This is boring. This is dumb. I was like, no, that was jujitsu, dude. But, but, you know, off that experience, I told my buddy, I was like, dude, it was really fun, you know, just kind of the atmosphere. But I also told him, I was like, but I'll probably never do that again. Mm-hmm. And then a few months later, uh, the, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder fight happened. They did the same thing up there. Uh, or, yeah, a few weeks later because COVID like, shut everything down in March uh, the, t- 2020. So this had to have been like February, like right before my birthday. And he asked me if I wanted to go. And I was like, I appreciate you inviting me, but not doing it again. I'm also that guy that's like, I want to be invited. I don't want to go, but I want you to invite me. I want to know what you think about me. <laughs> like I want to know that you care, but yeah. but even doing this podcast, I'm still very it it is still kind of not stressful, but I get very nervous still doing this. But now we're here and I'm doing this like oh no no it's fine. But mm-hmm. like just going into it, I'm like Ugh, I'm so nervous. I don't know what we're gonna talk about. I don't know what to do. Um, so it, like I'm introverted, but. I can, you know, I can get out there and flow. And a lot of mm-hmm. times, like if we're traveling, you know, my one buddy, he's more introverted than me. So it's kind of like when we go out, I have to be the one that brings the party to us. So mm-hmm. I have to break out of shell and I have to I, like I walk in. I'm like, you know, I'll just make everyone know that I'm there and it's exhausting. It's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I was like, look, we just, you know, we got to make this party happen. And it, like, he's not going to do it. So I may as well do it. Otherwise, we're going to look very, very weird sitting here. Mm-hmm. And so 
training wise. I know mm-hmm. just with jujitsu, you know, you, you know, mentioned judo and just the idea of learning some throws for the takedown game. Had, had you dabbled in any other martial arts, like Muay Thai or anything like, like if your gym offers something else, did you like mm-hmm. step into kickboxing just to see, you know, how it felt or Muay Thai stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Um, so when I was in college, I did Taekwondo. It was like a PE credit. We didn't hmm. really do anything. We literally just danced around. Um, I got an A, so that was fun. <laughs> and then uh, the gym I started training jujitsu at is a uh, MMA gym, and I started with their kickboxing and Muay Thai classes until I decided to try jujitsu, and then I just went headfirst into jujitsu and gave up on that. Um, okay. When I have a home and I'm not a gypsy, I have a personal like home gym. And that I have a kickboxing standing bag. So Mm -hmm. I'll just do some workouts on that, which I like to do for like cardio mostly. Um, Yeah, I think that's good. I I was just bored and I did this for fun. So when I got promoted, my uh, one of my teammates, she goes, oh, you can jump guard now. Okay. I said, oh, mm. oh, I can? Okay, let me try that. So I tried it on one of my other teammates who's like a super heavy purple belt, perfect, you know, dummy to practice jumping guard on. And I said, okay, I really do like you. I'm not going to make you uh, stand here while I practice jumping guard 10,000 times. So I went to my home gym and said, how can I set up a station just to practice jumping guard? And here's what I did. I have this steel beam across the whole room and I had these little um, like handles that you can attach that I attached to the steel beam. And then I pulled my standing bag up like right to the middle and then I wrapped a gi around all of it. So I made myself like a standing dummy and practiced jumping guard on that. I don't know how effective it was because I get to actually try jumping guard during like live drills or anything like that. I'm too scared to hurt somebody or myself, but it's really fun. If you're bored one day, just try to set up some cockamamie type of jumping guard setup and you'll have a blast. I did it to thunderstruck, you know, the song. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And like every time it said thunderstruck, I'd jump. It was exhausting, but it was so much fun. If you're like bored and looking to improve your grip strength and cardio, do it. I'll keep that in mind. That that actually, I'm always trying to think of ways to incorporate just other workouts around the house, anything mm-hmm. towards jujitsu. You know, just how to improve my game, how to get better. Uh, I mean, the my big focus lately is just trying to you know play from top and just apply lots of pressure. And keep mm-hmm. the pressure even, not just like, all right, it's good here. And then now it's not so good. Now it's good here again. Now it's not so good. So so I do a lot of sitting around, <laughs> it, leaning on things. And like, okay, that seems like that. Might, oh, I broke something. Okay. Well, clearly my pressure was good there or I'm just fat. I don't know which one it is. But as as one of my old coaches told me, being heavy is a skill. So mm-hmm. it's not that I'm fat. I'm just very skillful <laughs> with being back home mm-hmm. in Virginia right now. 
you know, just doing this road trip and having kind of gone through that experience, would you consider, you know, kind of branching out doing like kind of a broader trip? I know this one's been kind of like along the East Coast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, would you, after this experience, kind of consider going a little for, further north with the trip or even kind of going out to the Midwest, skipping Ohio because Ohio, you know, is trash. Mm-hmm. I only got one listener there, so I can say whatever <laughs> I want. Yes, definitely. Uh, <laughs> I definitely want to like do it again and expand. I think it was a good experience, a really good trip. Um, but I definitely learned some things along the way, which I'll incorporate onto the next trip. Um, I think I'd like to do one going from Virginia up to like New York, except for the part of 95 traffic. I despise Mm -hmm. it. I don't want to do it. You know, um, that's just not my thing. I know I say I'm from Georgia and I have Atlanta driving experience, but that's not the same. And (laughs) I was really lucky on this road trip where I planned it. So every stop I went to, I didn't have more than a three hour drive. And it was all just like super easy, relaxed drives. I went when nobody else was on the road. So it wasn't troublesome at all. And it was just time to relax and chill. I listened to some of your podcasts on the drives. So that was nice. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I definitely will expand it and take the lessons I've learned from this road trip. The biggest lesson I'd say I learned is do not do it again when you plan on having a competition at the end because I I knew I would be tired that actually didn't happen because I had I padded the days so I had like three days um, to rest before but the trouble was I had to make weight oh yeah (laughs) it was so sad for me because I love food I love to eat and drink and typically before a competition um I don't necessarily cut weight, but I try to maintain or just drop a little bit of excess bloating, meaning I won't eat any dairy and I won't drink any alcohol. Well, I was on vacation. I didn't want to do that. I mean, I those are two days. great things. Yeah. So I, I balanced it well enough. I made weight. At the end of the day, I did make weight by 0.2 pounds. So... It worked out, but I would have had probably, I'd say, you know, 15, 20% more fun if I could have had those extra pancakes and that extra margarita. So that's my main takeaway. Go when you can eat a lot of food and be piggy. Yeah, like enjoy that experience. Get get the full experience because me personally, I love to have pancakes and then margarita right after the pancakes personally, but because... Mm-hmm. You know, even if it's 8 a.m. where you're at, it's 5 o'clock somewhere. So mm-hmm. go ahead yeah. and have that drink. Yes. And I but. did end up having margaritas and loads of drinks. So <laughs> just not too much, but it was fun. After a competition and you've made weight and everything and, and you've done well, what do you like to go? What's your go-to meal afterwards? Like what's <laughs> like what you need to have in your system? Um, pasta or like a big steak and potatoes, which I actually got the steak and potatoes. Um, because I, I was, I went back since it was a late open. I went and I was staying with my sister, and she's like, Oh, by the way, we're grilling steaks on the grill tonight. Said, Perfect. 
Yes, thank you so much. I love you. I need to get family or friends that do that. Like, mm-hmm. like I get friends who's like, hey man, we grilling tonight. Word? Like, yeah. It's gonna be good. <laughs> Talk uh, to you later. Like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, hey man. Like, I invited you over. Uh what's your uh favorite drink after after competition? My favorite drink is a bee's knees. It is gin, honey syrup, and lemon juice. So you're that person that's out there drinking up all the gin. We were just talking about this the other day, just a friend. I was like, who drinks gin? Now we found you. Yes, gin is a wonderful drink. I mean, it's basically vodka with a little bit more flavor. Um, So I've been kind of experimenting making summer drinks with gin. I really like that. There's a, a local distillery in Atlanta called Old Fourth Ward. And they make a really good vodka, flavored vodka, and a really good gin. My favorite gin is out of there. And I cannot get it in Virginia. And that is one of the reasons I must return. <laughs> well, hopefully, you know, when you get back, you get to enjoy that and, and never look back. Yeah. Um, I Are you, so when, when you drink, are you, because you're talking about like, you know, the flavor and the taste, are you, would you consider yourself a connoisseur? No, not at all. Um, I consider myself a, a trier. I'm trying to find <laughs> out what it means to be a connoisseur, and I'll, I'll try. I like to try different tra- types of gins and liquors, and I like to go to distilleries and explore and find what I like. I don't know. Maybe that is a connoisseur, but I don't You're think I have amazing it. taste. Yeah, I refuse to drink the tangerine gin that's like mm-hmm. my mom has in the pantry uh, i can't do that we're not I doing that that's my only experience with gin so maybe that's my problem no yeah uh, don't do that it's not good the on our other podcast um what's it called <laughs> the Columpton social club we mm-hmm. we sample beers my buddy will mm-hmm. come in to each episode with beers a sample and I'm probably the worst person for this because I don't drink anything for taste. I'm pretty sure all the beers that I gave like a four or three had, you know, people probably enjoy them. Like I always say, I'm I'm not there for tasting. I'm there to get trashed. <laughs> like like that. I have one goal and it's not to, you know, when I go to the bar, they're like, you know, what would you like? He's like, let me get a rum and coke, and I'll see him grab, you know, something off the top of the middle. So I was like, no, what you got down there on the bottom? That what's that <laughs> got the dust on it? That, that's cheap, ain't it? Like a dollar seventy? Yeah, go ahead and put me some of that in some Coca Cola Classic, <laughs> and give me six of them. It comes to a total of eight dollars. Like, I'm, I'm I'm there for a very good time. Yeah. So, but gin gin is an interesting drink. I'll I'll you know what. For one of our upcoming Clompton Social Club episodes, I will get some gin and mm-hmm. and try to I'll come to you and I'll find out, hey, Julia, recommend a gin and then we're gonna test it on the episode and you know, again, he'll probably say something where it's like, you know, this tastes like this and this is good. And I'll say, now it tastes like gasoline, but it'll get me <laughs> fucked up. So <laughs> like it's gonna do the job. Yeah. I don't know if you really like enjoy gin tastings. Like gin is never something you, if you're a psychopath if you shoot gin, in my opinion. 
Um, yeah. But it is like to taste it a little bit. It just adds some lemon juice or something to it, and it's it's perfect. But there's definitely some good ones that are fun to try. I, I will reach out to you and and sort that out because now yeah. I think I'm just gonna have a full up, not a full episode where we're just drinking gin. We'll like we'll be plastered. We had an episode where he got into the moonshine here and it didn't go well. Mm-hmm. I tell people about they're like you didn't re- you didn't release that episode. They're just like fucking right, I did. <laughs> like why wouldn't I? Like, yeah. Like well, because it was like kind of a lesson to be learned. Like for him, because I, I was sober, <laughs> he was trash, and it was like the lesson to be learned. It was like don't drink the moonshine while recording. Yeah, like, moonshine well, is he, a particular devil. Yeah, I told him, I was like, hey, it goes a long way. Take a little. He took Mm -hmm. three shots worth, at least. And it hit him quick. And he sat back down after the break and started slurring. And I was like, I'm just going to sit back and let this guy go. So we addressed it on another episode. We talked about it. And, you know, he was like, no more. We'll never do it again. So it'll probably be tough to get him mm-hmm. to try the, the sample gin just because he's like, no, not again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, um, flashbacks. Imagine so. Reminds uh, me, I need to request more moonshine. My One of my dad's friends literally makes moonshine in like the, yeah. uh, is that real good moonshine? I personally don't like it, but so whenever I feel generous, I'm like, oh yeah, we need some moonshine. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I don't know that I've drunk any of the moonshine. It's just been here. Like years ago, I had um, some moonshine at a party, and it was my first experience, so I didn't know any better. So I too poured a large glass because it smelled delicious. I was like, oh, this smells really good. Mm-hmm. So I poured a big glass, and I'm pretty sure. So I encountered a young lady that night who. Say, you know, you, you know, we see the videos now where there's a girl at a party and there's a guy who's mouthing off and then she, you know, she knows jujitsu or she wrestles and she beats the dude's ass. It was one of those experiences, but I didn't get my ass beat. Oh. I, I, I threw the girl because <laughs> <laughs> she, she bit me. <laughs> uh, you know, she was like, I can take you down. Oh, and I was okay. like. You, I was like, no, you can't. She was very, like, very tiny. Like, it wasn't because she was a girl that I was thinking. I was like, no, you're really little. You're not getting me to the ground. <laughs> and she didn't. <laughs> I eventually scooped her up on my shoulder. She bit my tricep and I threw her. And she, like, when she hit the ground, I was like, oh my Lord, I just killed this little girl. And she, it was like out of a movie. Her eyes popped open and she, I don't know how she propelled up off the ground. But it it was like a little spider monkey. It was like, okay. Now that could have been the moonshine talking at that point. But (laughs) that that was my first first experience with the moonshine. I slammed some woman and thought I killed her. And then she jumped up and bit me again. And it's almost like she scurried away. (laughs) It's like, okay. And then I don't know. It was it was a very bizarre night. So from that point on, I never had moonshine again. But my teammate brought me some moonshine for my birthday a couple years back, and it's just been sitting in the fridge. And we even mentioned it last night during the Connor fight. I was like, Mm-mm. <laughs> like, nah, you can mm-hmm. take that shit with you, buddy. Like, it's not for me. <clears throat> but don't blame you. And as you move forward, training wise. 
in, in just competitions. Are there any uh, competitions you're looking forward to on the horizon upcoming? Oh, yes. Um, well, I just registered for, I guess, this Atlanta Open, but it's really in September. I don't know why they call it that summer. But for that, yeah, it's um, probably still summer. The difficult part really is in, in Atlanta. It is summer still. Um, but I'm looking at the difficult part right now for me is scheduling competitions because I am actively like trying to buy a house and looking for a house. I'll probably put today actually on a house, which I'll probably get outbid on again. That's different. But um, anyway, I don't know where I'm going to be. So it's hard to buy a plane ticket or schedule something. So I really want to do Charleston open in August. um, But I'm waiting until like the last possible minute to write for that just because I don't know how or where I'm going to get there. <laughs> so, but I know for Atlanta Open, at least if I'm not there, I could just hop on a flight there really easily. Sure. Um, but yeah, logist- not logistics in the way. I want to do Charleston, uh, um, New Orleans in the weekend after Atlanta Open. Which we'll see <laughs> if I... I have the energy for that. Um, and then probably uh, the Nogi Worlds. Is it Worlds or Pans? I'm not sure. I thought it was Worlds. The one I think in, it's um, Worlds. Okay. Yeah. Worlds. Yeah, that's my my goal for the summer. Okay. Next yeah. few months. Sounds fun. Sound, sounds exciting. And I, I'm looking forward to seeing... You know, just seeing you out there and, you know, continuing to grow and and doing well because, you know, you know, once you reached out to me and then, you know, I went back, started looking at your Instagram. I was like, oh, look at this kid, like just flying up through, you know, just, you know, just started kicking ass here, winning gold everywhere. All right. And boom, blue belt. It's like, okay. The, the saga continues. I want to, I want to learn more. So it's yeah. like, I'm living vicariously through you right now. I'm just like, yes, I can't <laughs> wait to go compete at all these competitions. It's like, I'm going to Photoshop my face over your face. I was like, look what I did. I was like, dude, <laughs> like, why are your hands white? <laughs> like, I, I don't know. Lots of lotion. I get <laughs> ashy. Um, yeah. It's definitely, I'm definitely really excited to, get into the competition mode again um mm-hmm. once i get settled again i think even more so now that i am not stressed with my job anymore i can like fully enjoy it and <clears throat> look forward to it so it sounds very very good times right. ahead i i think so as well i think just as all this with covid kind of starts clearing up and people are starting to feel more comfortable uh getting vaccinated things like that whether that's you know people's you know cup of tea or not just as people start to feel more comfortable moving forward i'm mm-hmm. looking you know i'm looking ahead to just everyone getting back to doing what they like doing whether it be you know casually you know, training jujitsu, or even if you're just 
you know, your hardcore competitor and you want to get back out there. So I don't know how it is right now with the signups where a few months back, as soon as registration opened, Mm -hmm. it was done. Yeah. It seems to be a lot better now. Um, Like I keep watching um, Charleston open and it's not popped up that it's like getting full anytime soon. So I think it's definitely getting better in that regard. But then the ones that are like for the rest of this month, of course, are already full. So my teammate actually mentioned Charleston last night. We were just kind of briefly talking in between fights, and I don't think he competed in the uh, grappling industries recently. No, he can. I, yeah, I don't think he did because he didn't mention it. But I asked him at the end of this month. There's a Naga in virginia beach and I asked him about mm-hmm. that and he was like well i'm probably i think the next thing i'm going to do is probably going to be charleston and he's like mm-hmm. but i'm waiting it's like okay you know cool so it's it's all it i don't like it you know like most people probably as they hear these episodes i don't compete mm-hmm. it, it's just not my cup of tea i get out there and i'm like i don't like this feeling <laughs> like Ugh. you know but you know honestly what might come with that though is i'm going to try to start going to some of these other uh, classes and evenings for Nogi and on just weird, bizarre nights. I don't typically go. Maybe that'll spark me. I also don't, I feel like as I'm doing jujitsu now, I'm just kind of casually going through and not really picking up on any of the more technical stuff. So I think that's what's kind of like my mental block. Like mm-hmm. I get out there, it's like, I don't want to go against that guy. Look at all the, like, he's inverted and everything. Like, I don't want to do that. Like, my teammate asked me last night. He was like, just randomly, we're sitting here. I'm looking up at the screen. And he turns like, hey, so how's your invert? And I looked and was like, dude, that felt insulting the way that you asked it. Like, the way he asked, it felt like he was kind of like clowning me like, like I know it's bad. So let me just ask him and embarrass him. I was like, you know, I got company right now. Don't do this in front of guests. But, yeah. you know. It's okay. I don't like converting. <clears throat> Sorry. I don't like converting either. I don't know something about my brain. It just doesn't, I don't like it. It feels weird to me. And we were doing um, a helicopter choke of some sort, mm. like from turtle the other day. And that just felt so foreign and weird to me. I was like, no, this is not for me. This is a small person's game. Not, yeah. Not for me. <laughs> I, I will invert on accident. Mm-hmm. So I'm comfortable doing it, but it's not something that I say, well, let me go ahead. Like watching the Ryan Hall match last night, and then he just kept inverting. It's like, come on, dude. You got to you gotta bring more than a few spin kicks and an Minari roll to the fight. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I know it's worked you know, the last few fights, but people figure it out. They know what you're going for. But, mm-hmm. you know. I'm okay with doing it if, you know, it's just part of the move that's going on, but I'm not going to voluntarily say, you know what I'm going to do right now? I'm going to invert. Like, I'm old and out of shape. And sure, I know the ideal is like, well, get in shape and you can do it. No, no, I'll get in shape and I'm still not going to want to do it. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just not, it's not my game. You know, everybody does their, does a different thing and inverts are not for me. And I'm mad at my teammate for asking me that. I'm going to text him after this. I was like, dude, what the hell was that about? We've been texting all, all morning, and I forgot to even bring that up. Now, I got to shoot him a message. Like, yo, what was that about? Like, 
<laughs> I feel like you're trying to say something about me. <laughs> so, but either way. So, um, we go ahead and let's wrap up here. Um, okay. So, Julia, mm-hmm. as always, thank you for being a guest on the podcast with me and sharing your experience. Um, mm-hmm. It's been a very interesting podcast with my daughter popping in and out <laughs> here and there. So appreciate the guest star as well. Uh, you have any mentions or shout outs that you want to throw in there? Mm, no, not today. <laughs> um, just all the gyms. I, I guess I should say that all the gyms that welcomed me. Um, I really appreciate it. I had an awesome time at all of them and took something from each of them and made some really good friends along the way. So thank you to all of them and perhaps they'll listen. I don't know. I'll definitely link this on my Instagram. I was going through my photos. I need to make like a little collage video of all of the stuff I took. Well, that'd be, that'd be cool to see too. So mm-hmm. uh, I think, you know, Jim's especially appreciate that when you've come through and you've had a good experience and you let people know, like, look, you know, I had a good time here. So that'll be, that'll be neat to see. Yeah. So, Thank you for sharing that with us all. Yeah, no problem. Thank you and for having me. It's always fun. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, when you reached out to me, it's like I I was thinking, it was like, okay, she just got promoted to Bluebell. I want to definitely have her on. Then you reached out, I was like, perfect timing. Perfect. Mm-hmm. So it, it well, the universe is coming together. It knows what it, you know, it knows what it's doing. So yeah. um, and you know, thank you to everybody who's, you know, listening to the podcast. As I always say, uh can it you know, thank you enough. I appreciate it greatly because as we discussed in this episode, I'm a shy person. I'm introverted. I feel awkward. And me doing this is a task. It's a challenge. So whenever I see that people, you know, when I wake up on Monday morning and I see that, hey, there's already X amount of downloads, that's that's a good feeling. So thank you, everyone, for boosting my self-esteem and, you know, keeping me from drinking a you know. <laughs> uh, uh, big shout out to uh you know a few of my other pals out there student of bjj my buddy zach you know he's a great guy check out his instagram check out the website be on the lookout for more info for his app that he's developing called champions keep score i'm excited it looks like we're getting closer and closer to a beta so you know keep your Ears open and eyes open for that. And another big shout out to uh, Paige, who is also known as BJJ Mama on Instagram, who also connected me to Julia. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, always like the, you know, guide people that way for her inspiring posts and and just her high energy. So, you know, let's make some noise for Miss Paige over there. And last but not least, big shout out to No Rage Radio. My buddies over there, Bobby, Joe, Chris Pinkerton, you know, all those guys. That's where I get my start with podcasting. And I just recorded the podcast. By the time this comes out, the Black Widow review episode would have been out already about a week. But I just did a recent episode with them. We watched Black Widow and reviewed it. And it's fun times. So you know shout out to those guys but thank you again everyone as i there's my daughter in the background um as i always say you guys keep listening and i'm going to keep making these thank you everyone ciao
they part with it. Now let me sing a song.